0: inspire you to achieve the skin of your dreams, but it's to teach you on how to care for your skin to get your dream skin a reality. Learn with me as I combine my inspirational and spiritual side along with my skin enthusiast and professional and educated mind. I'm your host, Danielle Cerrone, self-made skincare practitioner, certified esthetician, business owner, beauty blogger, and now Inspirations Beauty Show host. My intentions through this outlet is to educate you so that you know everything there is to know about skin and how to care for it. Not only will this podcast help spruce up your skincare routine and uncomplicate the beauty industry, but I'm here to help create you be your own skin master. Each episode will cover a topic to bring you closer to that master status. And the best thing is that this industry is always growing So we will be learning a lot together. So are you ready? Let's go, Inspirational Beauties. It's learning time. Hello and happy Monday. We are back with episode four. It's crazy how time is flying. I remember launching the very first episode and here we are already at episode four. I hope that you are, if you've listened before, um, I hope you're learning a thing or two and welcome back. If you are new to this podcast, welcome to Inspirations Podcast. This is a podcast to learn all about skin and I'm so happy to have you. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world because let's face it, The world is going crazy right now so I'm sending lots of love, extra positive vibes, and just a little bit more peace to wherever you are today. If you've just stumbled upon this episode and it wasn't one you were specifically looking for, today we're going to talk about how your skin talks to you, topic number two. So how your skin talks and it's trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you something about your acne. What? does your acne have to say? So welcome to the second version of your skin talks. This topic um, will probably correlate and cover some of the same things we talked about in the sensitive skin topic. We learned in that episode that sensitive skin is usually, well it's known as a compromise barrier um, and What we learned from that episode is that with a compromised barrier, other skin issues happen such as dryness, flakiness, things that were talked about in the sensitive skin topic where today we're learning how a compromised barrier um, actually contributes to acne. So my hopes and intentions today are to teach you how your acne is trying to tell you something, how we can treat it and maybe even prevent it from worsening And alleviate some of that pain. Acne is a very, very big topic in the skincare world. So this won't be my last mention of acne. Um, This is just our first dipping our toes into a very big topic. Um, So it will be further covered in other episodes to come. So if you want to learn more, stay tuned for all of that. Or today, it's just kind of the brief overview of what acne is trying to tell you. If you suffer from certain acne Um, And uh, blemish lesions. If someone does have a persistent skin condition, so that's something that's chronic, it's continual, it's persistent, it's easily triggered, easily inflamed, there's typically a ton of merit as to why that's happening within their body. So a lot of the time those consistent chronic conditions are something that is internally disrupted. Typically it can be from I should say it can be from product. It's not always internal. Um, It can be from product or routines or lack thereof, but it doesn't typically get solved just by applying or using a different product. True acne or stubborn acne or chronic acne does take a lot of time to heal. There's a lot of conditions and or sorry, a lot of triggers to the condition, such as hormones, um, allergy sensitivities, emotion, medication, and like I said, um, even product or routines. So of course, with all these influential factors that do play a massive role within this skin condition acne, it more likely is a cry for help internally. So through this episode, I'm going to cover that aspect, but also how potential product or routines you are doing could be either detrimental or just need a quick change up. So like always, my hope is that this shines some light on something that you weren't aware of that potentially was a factor or just unlocking a few signs to be able to discuss a little bit deeper um, in an effective way to treat your acne. And to listen to your acne better so that you do have a little bit more tools in your tool belt. So my intention is to provide clarity to you as to what's happening within your skin. And how we can get behind this to gain a little bit more control. The one thing that I do very much understand is that acne has a huge psychological and emotional plague. It has a huge disruption to mental health, emotional health. So... For those of you who suffer or have suffered from acne, unfortunately, you know this to be very true and you have your own personal story attached. I do not want at any point to dishonor or invalidate the truth that this condition does carry. I know that this topic can be very triggering, but I am very hopeful that I can help you learn through this episode and future episodes to come to help lessen the fear and resentment you have towards acne. I hope that I can help build you some confidence within you to start to facilitate a sense of trust and love within your skin. So okay, if acne is talking, how do we listen? The first thing I typically recommend to someone who has acne or a very stubborn, chronic skin condition that seems to be hard to control is to journal. So specifically when it comes to acne, journal when new pimples come to life. Journal where that new pimple has taken place. Journal if that active or that blemish that just occurred, is it around active blemishes? How long does it take for this pimple to diminish or heal? When the pimple heals, does it leave a scar? Is it completely gone? Is there a red flat mark on your skin? These are all really important notes to journal about to help Learn more about your acne. So next in your journal, I want you to jot down some factors that you think may have triggered that response. Could it be an influx of stress? Have you experienced a heightened emotion? Do you suffer from anxiety and have you had a lot of anxiety in your life lately? Did you have more sugar or gluten or more heavier meal plans, especially around the holiday season? Has your diet changed? Are you not following your balanced diet? Are you binge eating? Are you not maintaining your skin routines? How are your products? Where are you in your cycle? There's so many factors that really journaling and noting potential triggers will help identify potentially where that blemish came from, which gives a lot more story and value to us understanding our skin. This also alleviates a lot of the what is wrong with me, or why do I always have this problem, understanding our triggers can also help alleviate some of that emotional pain that we carry with acne. So speaking of journaling about skin, to get off track slightly, something that I personally noticed um, with my skin and that I have shared with a few clients is if I get into an argument with my partner, I will get one, two to three pimples on my neck and they're usually a cluster of them. They're usually either a cluster or in a line, but they're one to three all together. This does seem to switch side to side, like it's not always the left or the right. It's could be the middle, but it's my neck. <laughs> and it's always about, like I said, one to three blemishes, and it's always the day after we get into an argument. So this is just a silly example that I've noticed within my skin just from journaling and logging. That is e- an emotional um, response, clearly, and even as I've done continuous research, which hopefully in another episode I will um, unlock with you guys, but a fun little fact is that sometimes when you break out on your neck, um, whether it's from a disagreement or even just in general, it means that you're holding back something or that you don't feel heard. So just a little bit off track, but journaling might actually help you find some random fun things about your skin so now that we've pretty much become a pro when journaling about our acne we've journaled about where our acne is coming from maybe the triggers now we want to listen to when when do you experience that new blemish when do you notice that acne to be more painful or more red or more inflamed understanding that and noticing when can guide you in these ways first It could bring attention to a food allergy or sensitivity or maybe not even specifically like a sensitivity or an allergy, but simply just over consuming something. So a simple change of instead of consuming it daily, scattering it through your diet could be a really good change. Moderation is always key. So that could be something to notice is when you're eating too much of something or maybe like I said, it could be an obvious allergy or sensitivity. The second thing is that it can bring us attention to when our menstrual cycle influences our skin for better or for worse. There's different parts of the cycle that your skin will be dull, it will be glowy, you'll have blemishes, it won't heal as quick. There's so many things that are um, compiled in with the menstrual cycle. So learning about your menstrual cycle and how it influences the skin is also something you can journal about. And again, this will kind of give us those answers to alleviate that what is wrong with me feel um, and giving ourselves acceptance and compassion to what's actually happening within our skin and not always blaming ourselves. And then of course, um, not just specifically with the menstrual cycle, but hormones in general. Maybe some hormones are too active within your body or maybe some are not stimulated enough. Um, The levels are just too inconsistent this is where we know hormones have a true influence on the skin so journaling about when you experience potentially even emotions emotions will really tell you a lot about hormones and such as well um so just kind of journal when your blemishes are happening and your acne is more severe more painful more red more cystic and that can start to begin to tell you a better story where oh where is that pimple being (laughs) so Listen to where I'm hesitant to say this because not everything is very concrete. In that, if you get a blemish at this spot, this is absolutely what this means. Change your routine, call your sister. Like, it's not an absolute facial mapping. Facial mapping is something that is brought to our attention and is is part of the Chinese medicine approach in a very holistic point of view It is something that I do personally want to learn more about I do find it fascinating and I want to learn more about it so that I can understand it on a deeper level because there's a lot of there's a lot of levels and avenues to this but like I mentioned in almost every single episode I do really continue to do my research and find new information. So when things are brought to my attention, I have a really good way and a diagnostic way to really unpack everything that I'm learning so that I I can maybe give you more information on this in a future episode when I'm more confident with this specific Chinese medicine facial mapping approach. But I will share with you just as um, some basic things that you could even find on Google, whether it's through blogs, diagrams, articles, videos, Instagrams. You name it, you could kind of look this up too. These are just a few basic points. And again, I'm not saying that there's no merit. I actually believe in a lot of this. However, I do want you to be dynamic in your thinking. I do want to stress that you have your own skin and your skin will respond differently. So again, this is just a general thing to give you a better understanding. Just to provide some further support. And then like I said, we will kind of dive in once i know more about this but just as a resource for you i do always encourage you guys to think dynamically and hopefully through these episodes i support that way of thinking and encourage you to do the same so let's start with the forehead the forehead for example is one spot that i do find these facts or these um comments to be very true the forehead is commonly mapped as a trigger spot due to an influx of sugar in the diet that is something that i find personally for myself and i do find very true for a lot of my clients for example experiencing more blemishes they're not quite whitehead they're more like milia they're white small bumps or even just red bumps on the forehead i notice this a lot of the time in the summer and especially in between the brow that's typically because of influx of sugary and or, sorry sugary drinks and alcohol and in the summertime i notice that a lot more within my client's skin so that's something personally that i notice within my skin to be true and with my clients it is also known to be linked to the bladder and the digestive system so if you have some issues going to the bathroom um, you may need some additional support simply start drinking more water and see if that helps flush out any of the toxins that are in your body so that your forehead can clear up a little bit okay so now we're going to move down to the eyes and the temples The eyes are often referred to, not even just for skin, but they're referred to as the window to your health. And the eyes are known to also be heavily tied with the kidneys. Darkness under the eyes, as much as it can be very well hereditary, it is also intensified when the kidneys are not at their optimal health. Again, so drinking a lot of water to help this would be a really great start. Decreasing alcohol intake and then it will help with the darkness and the puffiness. The other obvious thing that is said with this is from um, stress and lack of sleep. And something I often share with my clients, that darkness um, or puffiness can also be from removing makeup too harshly or using strong products that have a lot of chemicals. So whether it's the mascara you're using or the makeup removers, just be very, very careful around the eyes. It's a very, very sensitive area. The skin is very thin. So we need to be very delicate with the area so that we aren't causing any more of these issues. So as we further down the face, we are now at our cheeks. The cheeks is very much known to be linked to the respiratory system. This obviously brings us to our lungs. For example, people who have any respiratory issues or that are smokers, they notice they have saggier cheeks and fragile capillaries. So they'll notice those little veins or popped blood vessels in their face and potentially even more rosacea. And that's typically because um, the respiratory system is not at its optimal. Malabsorption is also shown up in the cheeks. So this is whether you're not producing or sorry, whether you're not um, consuming the proper nutrients or maybe your body is just not absorbing it and metabolizing it correctly. This also will show um, up on the cheeks if you have blemishes or if you scar easy. Because when you're not absorbing nutrients properly, your skin doesn't produce healthier cells. And it takes longer time to heal, which can also be linked to your cheeks being um, more aggravated. Stress. Stress is also a huge issue i personally think there's not just one area of the face that stress shows up in i do find that if you're stressed it could show up in your cheek one time your forehead the next your nose the next you name it like i think stress just kind of pops up wherever it chooses so those are the cheeks so now we're going to move down to the jawline and the chin again stress no doubt that is definitely a spot that i notice my stress come in is uh, my jawline and my upper upper neck like my my throat area i would say and it's also very prominent if you're a clencher which is something i also do so when you clench you're causing a lot of constant tension within the skin or sorry within in the the bone which is causing a lot of inflammation and tension this constant tension just essentially tells your body that you're in high stress so it's trying to protect yourself and it's sending these little guys to be like we're gonna go fight that area to see what's up And it potentially breaks out thinking it's fighting a foreign invader, which is the stress. The stress response produces a blemish. It's kind of a cycle. And again, that's mixed with some hormones, um, cortisol, but also with the tension of clenching. That being said, after jaw surgery, that also could be a reason why your acne has skyrocketed. So if you've had jaw surgery recently or even um, any dental work done, that could potentially be a trigger. So just keep that in mind. Issues within our jawline and our chin are often linked to the reproductive system, the reproductive organs rather, which yes, can be linked to the hormonal area. I hesitate to say that because I find as much as that area it is influenced by hormones, it is influenced by release of, like I even said, cortisol. I think people typically just come in and say, oh, this is my hormonal area. And it's often quickly characterized by this is what it is and I really want to create you guys to think dynamically and not just pinpoint one thing yes I'm not saying that it's not a factor but don't rule out everything just because that's where it is so it has to be hormonal it could simply be lifestyle it could simply be diet it could simply be bacteria from touching your face so it could be something as simple so don't just say it's hormonal because not every blemish is tied to hormones. Greasy food, for example, could be your culprit. I know for me, when I took out cheese, that area, my jawline cleared up immensely. It wasn't necessarily my hormones, although that's exactly what I continued to say it was. Um, when I cleaned up my diet a little bit, I noticed that, holy Hannah, I ate a lot of cheese, a lot more than I thought I did. So when I took that out and was a lot more mindful, the congestion was immensely improved. Because hormones is such a convoluted topic, but also a very intense topic. I'm gonna to leave that for another episode. But for today, because I've mentioned stress a lot, I want you to understand a little bit more about why stress can um, contributes to acne and a little bit more of the reasoning. So you have to think of stress because it comes and goes. So it's a heightened response and then it subsides. And it's a heightened response and it subsides. So it's a constant ebb and flow, a constant heighten and decrease for our skin. The heightened cortisol spike from the stress response goes through the entire body, and it actually produces more oil in our skin. The oil in the skin thickens, so then our skin becomes oilier, but since the oil is thicker, it clogs more of our pores. Our skin is sensitive because we're stressed. Everything's heightened. So it puts stress on our body like our organs, like our intestines, our digestive system which causes those to be disrupted which comes with its own set of issues and it's a spiral. So when your body is in heightened stress and your organs are not doing well and your skin is producing more oil to protect yourself and to think that it's a protective barrier this can lead to acne in multiple ways so that's a quick little explanation of how cortisol spike um, heightens heighten and then decreases heighten and decreases that constant peak can easily mess up your porcelain skin so like i said that will be something that we can dive in a little bit later or specifically about um, a hormone if you're interested in learning about that but just for the sake because stress itself i feel influences skin on multiple multiple levels i felt that that was important So hopefully that made sense and hopefully that helped you a little bit. I also mentioned emotion. Um, I talked about emotion when I explained how I started journaling and then realized I broke out after I had a disagreement with my partner and I broke out on my my neck. Emotions come through the skin in different ways. Um, This has become a recent thought to me. And I've been researching a lot about it, and I have definitely dove into it more and more this within the last year. And thankfully, I actually came across a skincare program from this very, very, very intelligent, talented lady. Her name's Emily from Gem Aesthetics. And she talks a lot about this and has solidified this thought with a ton of incredible resources, which hopefully one day I will share with you guys as I learn more from her and unpack that more with my clients. It is definitely something that I'm going to dive in with you because I think it's wickedly cool and not talked about enough. But thinking of emotion when you are doing your journaling, when you are thinking of your skin is incredibly important. So it's always that saying like, oh, you wear your emotions on your sleeve. Well, you also also could be wearing emotion on your face. And this is where, again, the acne can come up if you're battling through different emotions. It doesn't have to be all these emotions or all of them combined. It could be simply one of them. It's just the emotion causes that trigger response for that blemish to come to life. So potential emotions that specifically have been known to trigger acne are things like anger, resentment, or even sadness, like a loss So those are a few things you can consider when you are journaling a little bit more about your acne and see if you can let go of some of that emotion. It would not only be good for you mentally and emotionally, of course, but also for your skin. I do wish I had more information and a little bit more depth to that topic because I think emotion is really cool to be learning about in regards to the skin. Um, But I encourage you to do your own research because it's actually quite fascinating. So... The other thing we're going to talk about is how diet and what you're eating and the consistency of what you're eating or your binge eating and how that influences your skin. As you probably can assume, I'm going to be doing a full episode on this. You're probably so annoyed with hearing that and it's like, oh, it's just getting you guys to come back and listen to me, I guess, right? So there will be loads of discussion over um, food, what to eat to help your skin and to improve your skin but for today's episode and for the topic I want you to consider a few things. One I want you to consider how much coffee you drink. What do you put in your coffee and are you balancing your coffee intake with water? So for every cup of coffee that you are drinking you should be drinking at least two glasses of water. So you want to be doubling the water intake to your coffee intake and unfortunately not a lot of people do that. I'm also going to assume for today's sake, that you drink your coffee with milk, cream, or sugar, or all three. And unfortunately, these culprits are also an added factor to sensitive skin and highly responsive acneic skin. So not only having coffee that is a dehydrator and the milk, cream, and sugar that also cause an influx of the skin, coffee, in addition, is also stimulating. So although coffee does have some really great effects, like influences on the skin, if you do have sensitive skin or acneic skin, this could potentially be something that's harming you negatively. So again, I encourage you to journal about this. By no means am I saying to stop drink co- to stop drinking coffee. I may suggest just to become more mindful about how these effects could influence your skin, maybe even limit the amount of coffee you're drinking, or simply consume enough water to rehydrate. Another thing to consider when suffering from bad acne or even the acne not healing quickly is are you consuming enough collagen? So lack of collagen can lead to poor ability to repair the skin, but also poor ability to produce healthy skin. Again, to make this more complicated, you do want to be very mindful of the source of collagen you are consuming and how much collagen you are consuming. This is where journaling or talking to even um a naturopath or a holistic nutritionist or someone who has better understanding of collagen itself because collagen can lead to blemishes or make acne worse so you do have to be very specific in the clean collagen you are using how much of it and just the portions what i have been told through dietitians and through a lot of my research is bone broth is a really great supplement And it seems to be, uh, from my understanding, pretty good for almost everyone. Again, take that for a grain of salt, but that's kind of my understanding. So the binge eating, you want to make sure that you're eating regularly um, and that you're not having that sugar spike and the sugar drop. So very similar to the stress that the cortisol release that we chatted about, um, when insulin is out of whack, not only do we start to feel funny, but it actually sends mixed messages through our body. The blood carries mixed messages through the body, again, going through the different um, organs mess- and then eventually messaging our skin. This can cause dryness, it can cause eczema, it can cause flushing, it can call, du- cause dullness, oh my goodness, I can't talk, or even blemishes. So having sugar spikes and insulin drops and all those things, is it's a, it's a doozy. Like it honestly influences the skin on such a level that we really wanna maintain healthy eating regularly, healthy eating portions and then of course it's not only great for our internal health but also for our skin so finally we're gonna consider routines and products you may be thinking you're doing everything right and maybe you are and maybe your skin is just super sensitive or it's highly reactive or maybe you've been recommended poorly or maybe you just need to tweak a few things i don't know so let's clarify on that one thing you need to do is stop using hot water You don't wanna use hot water when you're cleansing and try to avoid it as much as you can in the shower. When you're using really hot water, it's actually causing more dehydration to the skin and it doesn't allow our skin to heal as quickly. You never wanna rub your skin dry. So especially after a really hot shower, the last thing you wanna be doing is taking a towel and rubbing at your skin. I know you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna be you know, rub, exfoliating my face and getting rid of my dead skin cells and then I'm gonna moisturize and go to bed. No, nope, unfortunately, that's not beneficial for your skin. That's just gonna be damaging your skin. So I don't know if you remember that one video of the dad applying makeup and he's like, dab, 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 dab. I always think of that when I dry my face because I want you to take a really soft towel and dab your skin dry. I want you to skip on exfoliating. That's because you are going to overdo it to your skin and not allow your skin to heal. In addition to that, because you're exfoliating over acne, you're actually spreading that bacteria. So Just stop doing that all in all. And plus it probably hurts. So I don't know why you'd be continuing to do it anyway. Stop using harsh products. You often hear with acne, it's oil-free this and foam that and tea tree oil here and benzoyl peroxide there. Doesn't that sound familiar? It's always what's recommended. But actually your acne needs hydration. Hydration. And skipping on all those oils and stripping your skin and using this and not using that and avoiding this, your skin is going into this vicious cycle. And it kind of looks like this. Your skin produces oil. So you use a product to strip that oil. Your skin then is dry. It creates a compromised barrier. Your skin produces oil because it's dry. So oil is a protective barrier for our skin. It's the first thing our skin responds to when we're dry. It's our natural lubricant. So then our dry skin creates oil. We're then using our foam or our oil-free or our tea tree on top of compromised dry skin. And it continues this barrier, um, this disruption of the barrier, which causes us to break out because our skin's so confused. And that's that continuous vicious cycle. So we can do a consultation together and get you really good products in your hands. Picking. Like, why do you do it? I don't get it. Actually I do get it because it's annoying to have on your face. But I'm not here to lecture you. You know you should stop and you know why picking isn't good for your skin. So what do you think acne is trying to tell you? Is it your diet, your emotion, potentially your products or the lack of a solid routine? It's time to pick up that journal and consider all the potential and prominent factors that we've just chatted about. Because jotting down everything and and learning it all through your journal is going to give you a better understanding of your acne. I'm so thankful for your support. If you're a continual listener, I hope this episode helped you. If you're new, I hope you enjoyed this and that you learned a thing or two. And join us next week as I'm going to be dropping an episode for you guys every single Monday to start your week off. And remember to download, subscribe, share. Honestly, that's incredibly helpful for me. That spreads the word and it helps me reach more people and help more beautiful faces. So stay internally and externally beautiful, all you inspirational beings. I'll see you soon.